Hey, Benedict. Hey, Daniel. How's it going? Good. Now we're on a two-week recording cycle. We decided that it would be better for us, that we would have more stuff that's more interesting to talk about on this cycle. And maybe it'll be a little bit more ad hoc going forward, but at least that's what we're aiming for now. Yeah. Keep it interesting. Yeah. Plus, we still have some things that we're working on behind the scenes that we'll talk about, I think, probably in our next episode after this one. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. So what's been going on? We got a couple new customers. Yep. We've got a couple interesting trials going. I talked to at least one or two people today that seem like they will likely be customers. They're expressing an interest in being customers. They really got it, but they you know, just need a little bit more time. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not like some explosive growth, but it's just piece by piece. It feels like there's a little bit more of an awareness and excitement. Yeah, I think the big thing that I'm excited about is we have one potential customer that is would really be a big user and would bring in a pretty sizable team of, what did you say, eight eight users? It'd be like six active users and two manager admin type users, but yeah, eight eight users, which would be which our largest pretty team, awesome. I think. Well, no, we're gonna, we have one customer who's going up to a 10-person team, but we let them stay on a smaller plan because they use it less in, in other ways. Yeah. But basically, I think the this potential customer is exciting because it's pushing towards sort of, you know, we always wanted to serve a bigger team, serve a company that's further along and just really test arrows in that context. And it's exciting, but it's also we know that we're going to have to tweak some things and change some stuff to accommodate that team size. So I think it's exciting and, you know, it's daunting. Uh, it's daunting. Yeah, that's the right word. I was trying to find the right word for how it feels. But yeah. yeah, the thing that's different. So one, their team is bigger, but they run a higher throughput style of onboarding. And because of the size of their company, and they've raised a number of rounds of venture capital, and they've got a fairly high amount of revenue, and there's just a lot going on there. And their their entire customer success org is 20 to 25 people at least. But the, you know, they're just a smaller subset of some people that do onboarding will use arrows. But the other aspect I think that's interesting is the way I've been categorizing it is one, they do hundreds of onboardings per month, at least multiple calls and all this stuff. Then the other aspect is that they are at the size and scale of organization and have customer success leaders in there that are tracking and, and I guess revenue leaders that are tracking the actual impact and metrics around onboarding. Yep. Like it's not a thing that they're doing. It's not a replacement for a spreadsheet or a project management tool that makes their internal jobs a little easier, though that's true also. Their actual reason for wanting to sign up and use Arrows is that it is a tool that gets them more value from their customers and helps their customers be happier, which is, you know, they just have a different frame on it and a different way of thinking about and applying value to Arrows. So they're like, this feels cheap, you know, or this is an easy mm -hmm. approval is basically what they said. And, and we want that now because we know that we want to grow into more of, of that type of user. Exactly. So many of our users, it's, you know, we are replacing the spreadsheet because the onboarding is a, you know, more nascent part of their product and here we have an org that really understands the importance of onboarding and has a very built out process and has a very built out team and has a very, you know, a lot of things are formalized. And so it's, you know, previously we were really excited when we would come across a customer where, you know, they have the spreadsheet or they have the doc and they can just copy everything over here. It's going to the next level of like, 
Well, it's much more than that. They have like a full Salesforce process and they have certain metrics that they're already running against and they have, you know, everything is this next level of, yeah, just, I don't know how to describe it, but this next level of built up and understanding and organizational value placed on this part of their business. And so that's, you know, what we want to get into. And that's what we also want our customers to grow up to be, you know, the customers who are more nascent in their onboarding to expand into that and let arrows be that tool that helps get them there and so to then for us to also serve customers on that higher end where they already have so much of this built out that's that's where we want to go yeah and i think one distinction to note in there is they have a new onboarding like operations person somebody who's like designing and they have a process built out but he is coming in and rethinking it and restructuring it and his job is to optimize and get more out of it you know help the team do mm-hmm. more with it and you can track the metrics and find the right tooling and all that stuff. So yes, they have a process, but there is a job, you know, a person there whose job it is to to make it work better. And so he looks at Arrows as like a core piece of helping him do his job better. And that's pretty interesting in its own way. But yep. the other aspect of this is that they are their their ambitions for how to use Arrows are even broader and bigger than how Arrows works now and both what they want to do right now, but also what they want to do over time. So there's both a anxiety now because we have to change the product and improve it in some ways to support them more properly. But then it's also an exciting bit because we get to grow alongside them and they're looking at it um, that way that we are a platform they can grow with and expand alongside. Totally, and I think finding more of those customers and that's sort of, I think, one of the things that I'm most excited to start getting is those customers where they, they we pull can us along. alongside with them. Right. They pull us along, right? Like this feeling of like, oh, right, we have to get up. We have to do these things so that we're ready for them. That's a good feeling. That's a good being pulled feeling that, you know, we felt all along, but now it's, you know, that feeling grows and changes with different types of customers. Yeah. So one thing, we, we've had customers, I think, that came in that maybe fit this bill in the past, but they were less metrics driven and they also they wanted it to be a more complete package this customer is fortunately looking at us as the sharp tool that we are and fitting into a larger process until we grow into it so that's very nice that they are excited about it and they've essentially committed verbally that they're going to do it they got a budget approval and everything but because they do hundreds or more onboardings per month we have just situations in our dashboard where we don't have anybody doing hundreds at mm-hmm. any given time they don't even have anybody that has hundreds total like they're usually smaller customers so we have some yeah, maybe one but it's a lot of those totally are archived situation. they're not like yeah, on the exactly. dashboard like active yeah. yeah so we have to change that yeah <laughs> and well there's that but there's also like yeah what does that mean when what do you what happens when you try to find one of those or how do you filter them and there's just all these little details that that come up for that so we're thinking about that yeah but we had another conversation today with a kind of an advisory type person i thought it, it it prompted an interesting discussion. You know, he asked a few things. One, like, what's this tool for? What does this serve? Like, what what are we actually doing here? And we've been talking about that and thinking about that a lot lately. Like, what is Arrows actually? If it's not just a onboarding checklist, like, what does it actually do? And then related to that, he was like, why now? You know, why is why is this happening now? Like, why is why is there a space or time that this is the wave that you're riding? Mm-hmm. And and we are very, very convinced that there's not only a moment in, in time now, but we are riding one, if not multiple waves. And 
so I, I think it's an interesting thing to bring up. One, because we, you know, I think our opinion about what Arrows is has changed and shifted over the last year and a half uh, multiple times. And we've had, you know, a few routes of where we thought we'd take it. But now I think we feel a lot more convinced in a direction. We don't have a clear idea maybe of what it looks like, but we, we have a direction that we're seeking. And I've been essentially describing it as we've said before, I think on the podcast, but we've said it's a customer lifecycle tool. And we look at onboarding as a piece of that. And we say onboarding never ends. So we've been looking at it that way, but ultimately it's a thing that helps customers get to their goals or the outcomes they have in mind faster, which for the companies that you know use Arrows means that they get customer revenue faster. They get um, renewal conversations. They are, are more successful and they get those happen sooner. They have maybe net negative churn, which means they each customer on average spends more year over year. And there's a lot of really interesting effects that happen if we are a tool that enables that. Yeah, I think the reason why it's happening, I think, is the understanding of subscription businesses, I think, has gotten a lot more sophisticated over the last 10, 15 years. And I think that now we're reaching this point with subscription, the subscription business model where people are starting to figure out, you know, what are the things that you need to do to really make it work, both for the company and for the customer. And I think onboarding is one of those things you know it's you know it's like cars where in the beginning cars it's just like it's exciting that you can get from a to b right yeah and then i think you know as time goes on as you start getting more and more interested in and working on more specific details of the car of the machine i think that's exactly where we are with subscriptions where it's like okay in the beginning just getting a payment processor to have like a decent way of interacting with subscriptions that's what stripe did and what is happening now it's like okay now that we've got those basics down what are the next pieces that let you really refine this business model and this kind of yeah a lot of the sales tooling is more figured out and a lot of the metrics and data tooling is more figured out so now people are starting to say well what are the other levers that we have and how do we grow them oh we want to have net negative churn okay how do we do that what do we do that like customer success is a role that is hired in the first 10 or 15 employees much more often now they're not looking at it as just a early hire that helps customers, you know, be more successful. Though that is the point, they're also looking at it as a revenue driving role, and and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens in there as people grow their understanding, like you said. Yep. So that's the now, and that's where we expect to be. So it's interesting. I mean, we I had a demo on Monday last week, and it was a good demo, and she liked the product and wanted to use it. I don't know if I told you this, but you know, oh, I did tell you part of it. But she had also had demos with a couple of other products that are, you know, serving a similar niche right now. And one thing she said that was interesting is, you know, she did want to buy from us because we, you know, we have a very friendly personality and, like, we're, you know, we're doing demos that are helpful. Like, it wasn't just here's our product. It was like, what are you doing? How do we? It was a lot more educational and discussing their process and how they do it and how to get the most out of it. And there was an interesting conversation in there. But another thing that she mentioned in there is that she was comparing us to these other products. And we've been in the mindset that, yes, we are being compared to these other products, but we think that that's like a just a state of where we are right now. And in the next six to 12 months, that won't be the case as often. There will be people comparing us, but like more often we will be having conversations where people are thinking of us as its own tool because of the capabilities and the things that we're planning on building. So it's an interesting point in time where we are all very similar 
And I think it'll be fun to figure out how we drive the distinction of what our value is to be more clearly differentiated from these other mutual action plan tools that, that are out there right now. Yeah. And I think if we can get this big customer that we talked about and get more like them, that'll help pull us along that direction and really figure that out. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Anything else you want to cool. mention that you're working on or anything? Uh, no, that's good. Oh, cool. I love it. <laughs> well, we, oh, we'll give Justin a little VAR talk real quick. Oh, yeah, I did set up a, a continuous integration pipeline last week. That's our talk. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, so now our code gets tested, not on our computers, and gets deployed automatically if the test passed. It's a beautiful thing. The machine's running. The car's running smooth. <laughs> Oil's changed. <laughs> yep. All right. Talk to you later. Cool. See ya.